This is MuggleCast, the Harry Potter podcast discussing everything about J.K. Rowling's wizarding world. Welcome to MuggleCast episode 334. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. I'm Micah. And we have a guest host this week, one of our patrons. Welcome, Neva. Hello, Neva. Hey, guys. Excited to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on. You told us you are gearing up to start your, your own podcast. Yes. So the timing was right. <laughs> Crazy. Do you have a name for your podcast yet? Yeah, we're called the Full Fat Foodies. <laughs> the Full Fat Foodies. Yes. I like it. <laughs> Alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> and starting in October, right? I'll give it a listen. Yeah, we're dropping in October. It's um, it's about health and fitness and wellness, so pretty timely. Good stuff. <laughs> cool. Cool. Look forward to listening. Let's get your fandom ID. Let's hear a little bit about you. What's your favorite Harry Potter book? Okay, so it's a bit like picking between kids, which I'm sure you've heard before. But um, I think Order of the Phoenix. Um, okay. Yeah, so it was, it was the first book that I felt really truly captured kind of the, uh, the overall world within the magical world. You got to see, um, you know, how the government react, reacted to you know, Voldemort coming back, and and um, I felt like it was the first true depiction of what the world at large was actually like. So it was my favorite. And is it your favorite movie as well? No, my favorite movie was The Sorcerer's Stone for like the opposite reason. Just because as a kid, <laughs> when, it, when it came out, even though it was super two-dimensional and a lot of the movies that followed it kind of fleshed out the world and they felt a little more grounded and real, The Sorcerer's Stone made me feel all the feels. Because it was the first time you were seeing Harry Potter in front of your face. So that's always going to be my favorite. What's your favorite character? Who is your favorite? (laughs) So Dobby, because he reminds me of my dog. Um, (laughs) But also, um, I think Lupin is my favorite character character. Um, He's the best teacher. He had a good head on his shoulders. Uh, He balanced out the Marauders. Uh, He was awesome. Definitely. Definitely. And your Hogwarts house? Ravenclaw, which was an identity crisis for me. I thought I was a puff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you can always switch. You can do it. <laughs> no, I, I think I think this is my real my real identity. I've I've come to terms with it. <laughs> All right. Did, right. Did, is your is your husband a Harry Potter fan? No. <laughs> and he's it's kind of um it's I think he's prideful about it because he's like thirty and he feels like it's it's um after his time. But I'm working on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, give him last week's silly. episode. We yeah. <laughs> try to teach people how to do that. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> What's your Ilvermorny house? Okay, so I'm a horned serpent, which makes sense because as far as I can tell, it's the nearest uh, equivalent to Ravenclaw. Mm, yes. Yeah. It's the house it is, of the yeah. mind, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how about your Patronus? Okay, I'm a Nebelung cat, which at first confused the crap out of me because I'm allergic to cats, but yeah. I don't think Pottermore cares. Um, <laughs> but they're kind of introverted cats who, when they get to know you, can come out of their shell. So after reading about it and doing the research, I feel like they, they got me pretty good. Yeah, it's huh. a good question. Like, are you allergic to your Patronus? <laughs> yes. Like, what if you cast it and then, well, like, you, you get really bad allergies and I you start having a sneezing fit? As far as I know, Patronuses don't have dander, so... I think I'd be okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Fair point. Well, it's, we it's not as bad as Hagrid eating my, uh, turning my Patronus into sandwiches and feeding them to the trio. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Stoat. Uh, Nebelung actually in German means creature of the mist. That sounds real badass. Yeah, that is cool. I'm gonna wear that with pride then. <laughs> Patronuses are kind of misty as well, mm-hmm. so that's fitting. Yeah, mist, mist, double mist. <laughs> and, 
And finally, how did you get into Harry Potter? My mom heard about the book in 1998 from a friend uh, at the school that she worked at. And I was um, seven or eight at the time. And she told me to read it because her friend's kids had read it and fell in love. Um, And I fell in love pretty instantly. I had to get through the first chapter because as a seven-year-old, it's pretty dry. It was just Dumbledore and McGonagall talking back and (laughs) forth. Um, But once we got into... Harry's neglect and mistreatment. <laughs> I was hooked. <laughs> oh, poor kid! You thought to yourself, <laughs> yeah. And then and, Good, and then boy. I grew up with it. I was seven whenever they came out. Seventeen when they when they ended. So um, I grew up with Harry. <laughs> Love, perfect, perfect. How old are you? If you don't mind my asking, I'm 27 now. So it's been a long, long go of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, good for you. Well, good. You you came prepared. I see. You had these answers ready to go. I'm a Ravenclaw. So- <laughs> <laughs> right, of course. Right on. So thank, thanks again for joining us, and thanks for your support Absolutely. on Patreon. Mm-hmm. So on today's episode, Micah and Eric prepared a discussion on residencies in the Wizarding World. I like how you set that up so that if it's terrible, I'm you. it's it's on us. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be terrible, Micah, because we made it. That's we true. did it. It's true. It's exactly. Us. No, you know what? And the listeners help make it too. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's fun. there's a reason that we did this, and this could count as news. Andrew, you have officially relocated. It's true. I am in Chicago now, near Eric, but we're not recording together this episode. No. We might have to figure out how to do that from time to time, because that would be fun. But yeah, yeah. so well, yeah, and in, in Chicago now. I actually got an email from one of our listeners welcoming me. I, I was like, oh, thank you. That's very nice. His name is Jason. <laughs> so thanks, Jason. The Windy City. Welcome, welcome. Yes, I appreciate it. Looking out for some Harry Potter trivia nights. Uh, yes, those are definitely things that happen uh, in Chicago multiple times uh, a year. So I'll be there. And now we just got to convert, uh, get Micah out here. Yeah, Micah, how about it? All right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was easy. We're moving the MuggleCast News Center and everything to, to Chicago. Chicago's right. uh, new that, home base. You know, that would be expensive to move a whole news center. I think we need to, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, just build okay, a new okay. one. How about that? Or is that more expensive? Neva, where do you live? I'm in D.C. Well, a, a mile north of D.C. I'm in Maryland, but the oh, okay. D.C. area. Cool. <laughs> Maryland is my favorite state. Why? Uh, my best friend lives there, uh, and it's just got good roads. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what? Okay. It's a great Those are the weird things. That was that's a good not, combo. <laughs> that's, a, yeah. that's among the best reasons to love Maryland, is the roads. Yeah, I just know I grew up visiting. Not the crabs. I should say, like... <laughs> Yeah, my no, my childhood best friend and uh, my neighborhood, or sorry, my summer vacation spot was Ocean City, Maryland, uh, oh, which is where we go. go. So there's an Ocean City in New Jersey, but the Ocean City, Maryland one is nicer and cleaner. And yeah, I just grew up going to Maryland. Was mm-hmm. always like a treat. It was always like like paradise essentially. Oh. <laughs> so um, it's funny, but yeah, Maryland. Yeah, of course, is great. vacation yeah. time. It's a special special this is all very relevant because again we're talking about residences places where wizards live but that's that's our main discussion and first we have news of (laughs) course yeah so we actually didn't have any news last week which was kind of fitting because micah you're in here right news center it's not a real episode without you Micah. well there's no news without me i guess is that what you're saying that's what i that's that's what i'm thinking because like i appreciate that (laughs) i did enjoy the discussion though i i listened to last week's episode though as I as I tweeted out to both of you, I was a bit disappointed that when you were talking about Harry Potter video games, you failed to mention Lego at any point during that discussion. So, yeah, I think You're it just would have would have would have tanked uh, our arguments that we were making because the Lego games are very clearly the best video games for Harry Potter 
ever made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad so. you say that now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, apologies to Arthur Parsons and literally everyone else who worked on that game who put their heart and soul into it only to have us not mention it on MuggleCast. Um, but seriously, and thank you for correcting us on Twitter and now on the episode because that was a big blind spot. Well, uh, you know what's interesting? Now I know how it feels to be on the other side where and listeners will always say, like, they're sitting there, like, screaming at the hosts. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. say oh, the God. video game already. Like, what are you guys doing? We've had the guy on the show anyway, but yeah. Yeah. Well, now you get to be that listener who pointed it out. So thanks, jerk. No problem. <laughs> I'll send a f- another email or two. Yeah. Yeah. Send, send us a letter. Send us a strongly written letter to the P.O. Box. Mm-hmm. A voicemail. I want a voicemail. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a voicemail. What's, yeah. bonding, What's the number yeah, again? Yeah. Uh, 9203 Muggle. <laughs> Okay. Has to be in the Haggard voice. Can I though. call right now? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Southern, Southern, Southern Haggard. Yeah. Okay, I'll yeah. do that. Call um, after the episode. We'll play it. We'll play it next next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's do it. So um, <clears throat> we're approaching the September first anniversary. Well, this is the wrong way to intro it. We're approaching nineteen years <laughs> later from the books. September first, twenty seventeen. Micah, Eric, and I will be down in orlando for MuggleNet live that's this but, friday yeah this friday dang it's September really first were you asking me quick. like i feel like you said that like micah eric and i will be down in orlando <laughs> oh no <laughs> all three of us will be there have no fear um, so so um so so we'll be there but it looks like something will be happening over at the cursed child theater palace theater over in london uh, they've been setting up a stage for the past few days, and people on Instagram have been sharing some pictures. I actually kind of feel bad for people who are showing up there because, like, the the grand entrance is all kind of covered up right now. They set up some other photo ops in and around the theater so you can still get a good picture if you're visiting, including with the house emblems, which is kind of cool and, like, really Oh, my God. Ones. This is insane. They literally have a banner that they painted out a picture of the front of the building, of the front of the theater. It's now a backdrop that you can go stand in like you're standing in front of the theater. This right. is hilarious. And, and it's inside the theater. <laughs> <laughs> it's Inception. It's it's seriously backdropception here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... We don't know what they're doing, but you got to assume this is for September 1st. Again, this is uh, September 1st, 2017 is the 19 years later in the Deathly Hallows book. Of course, the Cursed Child play starts on that day. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Man, if I had the foresight, uh, this would have been the day that I got tickets to see Cursed Child. um, Yeah. When they first opened up. Like, I, I wonder, too, if they were like some of the first to sell out were this coming date. Oh, yeah. The stage to me, it looks like something you would set up at like a fe- like a music festival because it's got lights hanging from above. Yeah, on trusses. Yeah. So, like there was somebody was speculating that they might like live stream the play outside, but there's no way they'll do that. Yeah, wow. A free play for the park. That'd be great. <laughs> they could do I the epilogue the- scene, though, outside. Oh, yeah, that would kind of be cool. That would That's be really idea. cool. The first scene... On stage, and I like that idea a lot. You know, I heard Taylor Swift is uh, debuting a new song on September first. It's it's she's competing with Bruce Springsteen. There's bad blood between them, and uh, she's doing a Harry Potter song. Wow, wow! Yeah. You just That's went you. far for that pretty one. Deep. You heard it here okay. first. 
<laughs> well, look, um, I just hope it doesn't compete with our uh, onstage performance on September 1st. <laughs> yeah, which is going to be better, the Cursed Child one or our one at Muggle? Uh, at ours, because ours have cast and crew from the films, and they the films trump the Cursed Child, so... They will be at Mungo Night Live. That's true. So that's mm. my guess. The Cursed Child cast will be out on this outdoor stage. Maybe J.K. Rowling will be there. I, she's kind of distanced herself from this, so, <laughs> so maybe I would. not. Has she? Has she? I feel like she doesn't talk about it anymore. No, no. It's America she doesn't talk about anymore. Ilvermorny and all that stuff. That's... Mm. <sighs> That's been blacklisted, but I think she still she still supports the Chris Chat. She retweets all the um, announced like ticket lotteries and stuff that they do. Yeah, so she is she is on the set of Fantastic Beasts too, and it looks like okay. Let me back up for a second. So earlier this week, a guy named Chipper on YouTube posted a video. Of what he claims is the Fantastic Beast 2 production crew at Lecoq Castle. And, uh, sorry, Lecoq Abbey. And this location was used for scenes in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets and Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. The thing was, though, and, and you know, MuggleNet and uh, Snitch Seeker and other fan sites, they wrote about it. And, um... I tried to reach out to Chipper to be like, hey, how do you know this is Fantastic huh. Beast 2? It's kind of like, like he didn't really offer any evidence, but he seems to be like a film junkie, calls himself a film junkie on YouTube. And I guess it wouldn't be too much of a surprise because we, it seems very likely that we are going to be going back yeah. to Hogwarts in Fantastic Beast 2, which is awesome. So then Friday, J.K. Rowling tweets from the set her, dire- her director's chair, which says J.K. Rowling on it. And she includes a bunch of emojis, which we'll talk about in a second. But you can also tell that she's in an outdoor location. She's like in a tent in an outdoor location. You can tell because of the, the natural lighting coming in. So I think that kind of inadvertently confirmed that they really are at Lecoq Abbey this week. And it's really exciting. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's goes a long way in the confirmation, although... It must have already been confirmed, surely several times over, that there will be Hogwarts in um, Fantastic Beasts 2. But if I'm thinking of it, like, if what I'm thinking of is true, and it's like, they usually use real castles for um, hallway shots or outdoor courtyards and stuff. Because, like, a lot of that stuff they could just do on a set. But um, I feel like really recognizable, like the stairway up to the Great Hall, uh, as seen in Sorcerer's Stone, is at Oxford, uh, at, uh, I think, Christchurch College in Oxford. And things like that, like, they use those really recognizable, like, architecture moments. So, like, it may speak to the fact, like, that the fact that they're going on location yeah. um, to do it may mean that we're spending more time in Hogwarts, not just Dumbledore's office. Does that make sense? Like more more location stuff around Hogwarts Why than just you your average just default Dumbledore's office. Just because, because that's a set. Yeah, well, yeah, because that's a set. So it's like you know you could do a computer generated approach shot of Hogwarts. You know when um, Newt and maybe Tina and Queenie and not Jacob are going to Hogwarts and then you could cut immediately to Dumbledore's office. You wouldn't need to go on location at all anywhere. And if you needed a hallway, they still have some of those up right across the street at, at least in at the mm-hmm. studio tour. 
So to, the fact that they're going on location means they're probably spending more time at Hogwarts for the movie than we initially thought. Yeah. Well, I think they picked Lecoq Abbey because it'll be familiar. Neva, do you have anything to say about that? No, I just thought it was cool to get some level of confirmation, um, especially J.K. Rowling's tweet. I think kind of reading the hypable article, it was cool seeing the um, the owl, unicorn, Argog, all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I, I never would have I never would have yeah. noticed that. <laughs> Yeah, so let's talk about these emojis. Um, there are, there's a, oh, I already closed the article, so I have to reopen it. Somebody read me the emojis. So read it's an emojis. owl, a unicorn, a spider, some sort of lizard, a snake, and stars. Hmm, what does stars mean? <laughs> no, <spell>. but um, <laughs> I, I think, you know, these all loosely relate to Harry Potter slash Hogwarts. So. Yeah. I kind of think she might be, maybe I'm just overthinking it, but she could be kind of hinting here that she is at Hogwarts. <laughs> well, did you, do you know, um, do you know there's that theory about the, the old tweet that she wrote where it might've been when Fantastic Beasts was first announced as a five film series. She wrote, uh, like, yes, we see and then two other like the word yes or the word confirmed in five different languages um confirming that news and the theory is that she gave away the locations where the future fantastic beast films will be set um because we know because the second the first one was yes which is america the second one is we which is french and we know the second film will be in paris like there is precedent for jk rowling secretly spoiling and there's this whole other article about or this whole other idea about what her cover photos for twitter mean she, but i think it's extremely reasonable to say that this tweet of emojis is is super relevant and is a coded message which we are now you know right to try and pick apart yeah um i do like that theory we'd have to look back and see what those other languages are and yeah maybe it was like, I think Finalized. one of them was Spain. I think one of them was like Spanish too, but like, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, moving on here, we got an email I wanted to read before our uh, we get into our main discussion. This is from Rob. He says, hi guys. So I'm a bit behind in catching up on old episodes and I think it's interesting you guys were amused by the secret case books, referring to Eric's purchase here in Chicago a couple of weeks ago. Oh, right. Um, when my fiancé proposed to me at the beginning of the month, he actually hid my ring inside a copy of Order of the Phoenix, my favorite book. I was actually expecting him to have it cut out from The Unbreakable Val. Just thought it was an interesting coincidence. Thanks for being awesome, Rob. Uh, I got a. I finally found the business card, which I had stored inside my Goblet of Fire hollowed-out copy. Um, <laughs> Bookboxes123.com. <laughs> And uh, it's owned by Diane Todos, who uh, Andrew and I met uh, at Market Days when we got this hollowed out book. So, you know, we plugged her. We plugged her twice now, but I didn't um, know her Etsy store or whatever. But so, yeah, yeah, I just thought I'd plug that bookboxes123.com. One other uh, piece of news, actually, that I just happened to see since we were talking about uh, J.K. Rowling's Twitter is that uh, Cormoran Strike debuts tonight. Yes. So for all those fans Good point. of uh, that series. That's what uh, you can watch tonight, Andrew, because you're not watching yeah, Game of Thrones go. or uh, Twin Peaks. Well, so. 
that's a great idea, but it's only airing over in England, so I'm going to have to wait. And then you could get a VPN. Somebody will stream it. You could get a VPN and go on BBC website. I think. Uh, I'll just definitely totally not BitTorrent it once it airs in <laughs> the UK. Not. No, but I I do want to watch that. It's unfortunate that HBO hasn't shared their premiere date yet. Um. But yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Are you are you gonna watch that, Neva? Did you read those? I'm books? a horrible, horrible fan. I did not actually get around to reading them, but I want <gasps> to. <laughs> someone, cho- someone choking. Well, Eric yeah. is gonna. Here's yeah, me. Yeah, go on. Eric's gonna. Eric's gonna grab his copies. He's gonna hop on those beautiful Maryland roads, and he's gonna hand deliver <laughs> there you your go. favorite books. place in the world. Yeah, my favorite. It is. It is seriously though. Maryland is great, but um, but also, uh, how would you feel? And this is a little preemptive, but I mean. I feel like we're all in that same boat. I, Micah, you've have all have Mike and Andrew. Have you guys read all three of the strike books? Yeah. Okay, so we're not in the same yeah. page. But you and I are on the same page. Like, no. I read the first one um, and loved it, like truly, but didn't continue reading the sequel. And I, they're written by J.K. Rowling. They're mysteries. I think that I'm definitely due for to devote some time to uh, the strike series very soon. Book club. Book club. Okay, we got to do it. Mm-hmm. So, and also worth noting, you mentioned HBO, but Fantastic Beasts is now on HBO. Oh, is it? Yeah, is it on Freeform that. yet for the Harry Potter weekends? No, 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 <laughs> no. HBO. Will they still call them Harry Potter weekends? Will they call them Wizarding well, Harry World Potter weekends? Weekend? Oh, that's a good question. Harry Potter weekends outlasted ABC Family, so it's pretty funny. Before we get to our main discussion, I've just received approval to um, tease that. On um, September 1st, Pottermore is going to be doing something as well. What is that? I can't say what. That's not a tease. Yeah, it is a a tease. They're doing something. (laughs) Visit Pottermore September 1st. That's all all there is to say. They are also celebrating. So we got Cursed Child doing something. We got Pottermore doing something. And maybe J.K. Rowling will do something. something. We're going to be together. It's going to be great. Do you think Pottermore and the Cursed Child are going to do something in conjunction? Like, will it have to do with the stage? I oh that's a good question. Oh maybe maybe what uh, the Pottermore thing is going to be like you can go on the web, there's going to be a new feature on the website. So maybe they could throw that up on a big screen. Anyway, uh let's move on to our main discussion here. This is a good one. I'm really I'm really really happy with this uh one actually cuz I think it'll you know, we're 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 wonder we're doing these thought pieces lately, or these thought discussions where we talk about being Harry Potter fans, and this is a question that I never really even considered myself necessarily, and I I'm looking so forward to hearing your guys and Neva's um, thoughts on it. So, in honor of Andrew's cross country move to Chicago, let's talk about all the different Aww. places where wizards in Harry Potter live what are the upsides and the downsides to each locale how much do we think they probably cost to live and finally which place and i said outside of hogwarts would we pick i think we'd all live at hogwarts if we could right is that just like fair to say but do you want to be like middle-aged and still living at (laughs) hogwarts that i would i feel like it depends on if you want to be a teacher or not you know yeah Oh yeah, well, we're yeah. jumping the gun. I would, That's yes, I point. would live at Hogwarts every day until my dying day. Free food, guys. Come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> would they let you live there for free, though? Okay, whatever. Go. No, go yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, we'll get to it. So, so I, I resisted the urge to do like a, um, 
a, a, a blurb for each like locale that we're talking about. Like it's like located on the outskirts of Ottery St. Catchpole, this three bedroom, two bed, you know, I, I wasn't going to do anything like that. With um, HGTV music playing in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's talk. So let's talk about where people live. Okay. And what better place to start than, than where our heart lies. Home, home is where the heart lies. The heart lies with family. Let's start with the borough where the Weasleys live. Um, shall we? So it's located in a field in, uh, the actual, um, area is known. The outskirts of Ottery St. Ottery St. Yeah. I thought that was where Slughorn was. I'm confused. Um, near Stoat's Head Hill. Or, or something, which, hey, there's Stoat again. Uh, anyway, it's the cool thing about the borough, and this is Harry's first introduction to wizard residences uh, at all, is that it's it, it magically enhanced, to, to put it lightly. Um, they didn't do a very good job of making it look nice on the outside but you know floors are floors of the house are just stacked on top of each other and uh the way harry describes it in the book it looks as though it should fall over um but it doesn't because it's held up magically by magic um so the upsides of this residence are that it's homey and quaint and also quiet there aren't any pesky neighbors around it's not in the middle of the city it's isolated so isolated in fact that you could play quidditch in the bog uh next door um or the field next door whatever it is they they play quidditch and it's 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 the safety of tree covers and there's no prying muggle eyes so that's a plus um but the downsides it's a fixer-upper the burrow in particular (laughs) there's gnomes in the garden there's a ghoul in the attic i mean do you really want to move into a haunted house i mean do you really no um and also, I put this in the downsides, but I hope you all know that this is tongue-in-cheek. And sorry, Ivana, but I said that one of the downsides was the love goods live next door or, like, nearby. So Rough, man. And why is that a downside? What did they ever do to you? Yeah. Uh, you know, they're kind of... It's kooky neighbors. Everybody has those weird neighbors, right? Yeah, you just got to deal with them. That's that's mm-hmm. life, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, Well, I guess it depends on your perspective, though, because those downsides could be seen as upsides, no? Oh, yeah. If you think gnomes I are... I think it's cool. You have gnomes in the garden. You got a ghoul up in the attic. It's got character. You got crazy neighbors. Mm-hmm. Micah, you don't strike me as somebody who's into ghosts, though, particularly living with them. Why? I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious. Hey, Andrew, Gary why? the ghoul, what's up? Let's... Like, I, don't, I just can't picture you being into ghouls. It just doesn't seem like your, your type of thing. All right, also well. notable that the borough features on the cover of the Chamber of Secrets Illustrated Edition. I, and I love it. I love that that take on it, too. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think I would live there personally. Like, I do appreciate the magic happening within. But I tend to be something who likes something very modern, clean, uh, not filled with, like, ten people under one roof. Mm-hmm. So I I would I would um yes as Eric you said uh, definitely a fixer upper I would have to fix it up before inhabiting it. <laughs> you know it would be interesting too because um like if they did like if the Weasleys did like a uh, a B and B um you know or Airbnb like where you know their kids are off Fred and George uh, or just George you know lives in Diagon Alley and um, as their kids grow up all these extra rooms they added uh are empty are now vacant and you could live with mr and mrs weasley like in one of those you know i could just see being like a guest house would be really really cool actually and i'm looking it up it is ottery st catchpole um which is in a county called devon which is west country in england great britain 
So that's the burrow for you. So are we looking at this as muggles or are we looking at this as part of the larger wizarding world, kind of figuring out where you want to live? Okay, so look at it. Think of it like we are wizards uh, who, let's say we are wizards who attended seven years of Hogwarts and we have a, we're looking for a place to live. Say we're fresh out of Hogwarts. We're 17 um, or, you know, maybe have a job. So we have some money or we're, we inherited we, it from our parents. We just defeated the Dark Lord. We just defeated the Dark Lord. Party time. Interest rates are down. Now's the time to buy. <laughs> you know. So so from that perspective, I feel like it's funny that, that you mentioned that it was a haunted house. Because in the wizarding world, if these things are all normal to us... I feel like that would just be part of the charm. You're right. To that's have, not a downside. You know, gnomes in the attic, ghouls in the attic. I think, um, kind of compared to Grimald Place, which to me feels like a haunted house, like a legitimate haunted house. Mm. You know? Yeah. yeah it, it's so funny because I mean, you're you're 100 right. And then I'm thinking about like how weird the ghoul is because the ghoul is not your standard ghost. It kind of just like drools and groans. Um, I'm remembering in Deathly Hallows when they like put a sweater, put like a Weasley sweater on it to convince the Death Eaters that it's Ron with spatter gray. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a scarecrow. <laughs> yeah, but it like moves and breathes weird. Like I, I don't know. Like a ghoul actually is still, I think, a downside for wizards because like Ron doesn't like it. Like it's, it's kind of, cre- it's less useful the way that Ron describes mm. things as being useful very offensively. It's part of the charm of the house, though. The, the house definitely is character, and I think the burrow is really one of the stronger contenders that we have on this list. Because I feel like the way that it's, like, the, the way that it's described, at least in the books, it was kind of the, um, the idyllic, kind of where you would want to live, especially kind of coming within the context of, like you mentioned, it was our first, um, exposure to any sort of wizarding family and where they would live and as compared to privet drive Mm -hmm. it was everything you know oh so and it is the antithesis of privet drive like neatly trimmed hedges finely mowed lawns you know of course and and that that's why i think harry is so initially drawn to it aside from the magic is that it is opposite of where he has spent a lot of his time growing up but i would almost say if, if you split it into three right so if you looked at it from a growing up standpoint, I think the borough would be probably at the top of the list. If you're a kid and you're growing up, mm-hmm. if you're more middle-aged, kind of what you were saying just after you get out of school, you probably want to go somewhere else. But, you know, you settle down, maybe now you get married, you propose through an opening in a book to your to your <laughs> counterpart. <laughs> maybe the borough has some more allure now. I, I don't know. I, I think it depends how you look at it. I, I would live there for the clock. We should talk about that. That's definitely one of my favorite items in the Wizarding World in general. It's also inspired so many clocks similar to that in here in the real world. I mean, you see people recreating those a lot. Of course, I'm referring to uh, the Weasley clock that that points to show where each of the family members are. And Mm -hmm. when it reaches noon, it's uh, that means they're home, I believe. Pointing up. I think so. I think so. Yeah, that was cool. But we're romanticizing the borough. Let's talk about a different place altogether than Malfoy Manor, oh. which now I think you wouldn't be moving in with the Malfoys, I don't think. I mean, you could. Maybe maybe certain people would love that. But it's in the country. It is huge. It's a mansion. It's a manor, okay? And there's peacocks on the grounds, just Roman free. I did write house elf included, although we understand and respect that Dobby is a free elf. 
Um, it's the kind of manner you could have a house elf in, um, if, if, if that were your bag. And, um, you know, unfortunately, oh, I guess we are moving in with the Malfoys. I wrote as downsides, unsavory loiterers in your drawing room. Um, <laughs> so, so guys, and we're, the- we're moving in with the Malfoys. <laughs> Eva? No, thanks. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah. It's going to say you might get the odd Death Eater in, in certain rooms. Yeah. You wouldn't want to yeah. upset Lord Voldemort by like uh, eating the last of the Cap and Crunch or something. Um, I feel like one of the best looks you get at Malfoy Manor is actually at the Wizarding World Orlando on the Hogwarts Express ride. Because I don't remember seeing it too often, at least the exterior in the mm. actual movies. Yeah, it's there's really only one scene. I think it's the beginning of one of the movies when Snape... It's probably movie seven when Snape... Um, apparates or snape and lucius are like walking up to the gate and bellatrix is there um but it's like there's hedges it's like a really nice like uh vista or what's the word like a terrace um almost in the countryside so it's it's a lot of space like if if you like big homes lots of space and and like really the picture of elegance in the wizarding world it doesn't get any different any more different from the borough than than malfoy manor really um, yeah, I feel like um, I could maybe live here. I wouldn't like who I was living with. Like if yeah. they left, they wanted to move maybe to the countryside for a smaller home. You know, you downsize once your kids grow up. Yeah, uh, I could see myself living here. It'd be fun for a little bit. I would rent it on Airbnb. I'll say that. <laughs> no, there you go. Yeah. Well, also, there's uh, probably some dark artifacts there, too, that you could uh, mess around get with. your hands on. Yeah. Let's move on to a cheerier place. Micah, you put this in here. <laughs> cheerier place? Well, maybe to some, maybe not to others. Uh, Eva mentioned that it feels kind of haunted. Grim old place. Mm, the Grim. Beware the Grim. Yeah, beware the Grim. It it also uh, probably needs some fixing up, though I'm not sure how much Creature got up to uh, at the uh, at the tail end of Deathly Hallows, but uh... <laughs> this is the sort of place where it'd be like a the previous inhabitant was a hoarder, um, and there's just a lot of clutter. You're moving in, say it's like fully furnished, um, but there's also just a lot of clutter that they have to have like an estate sale to like get all the old stuff out. Unless you like the antiques, and then in which case you'd instruct them to keep it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I'm assuming there's no more Fidelius charm. Well, uh, there. Let's say that's optional. Let's say that's an adi- that's an add-on. You could get <laughs> for fifty dollars a month. Yeah, it's home security. Basically, you can pay for it if you want. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the giant dust Dumbledore would be home security enough. Oh, man. yeah. I was actually just going to mention that. Very dusty. Very that hallway. Very small, narrow. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't live here, though I do love these scenes in Order of the Phoenix movie. Slash yeah. Book, but. yeah, yeah. The 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 family tree room, which is like it's on the entire wall, is the family tree. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's pretty cool. You would also have to make sure that you are one hundred percent pure blood wizard because Miss Black's portrait is not coming off the wall. Oh, that's oh. true. It's a major yeah, downside. That's non-negotiable. <laughs> Although Micah put in the doc, it's a great alarm clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you can have your muggle filth milkman, uh, Ned, come over every morning at 9 a.m., she'll wake you up by screaming at him. I'm somebody who prefers the gentler alarms in the morning. I don't need something as aggressive as Miss Black. So, Oh, 
Yeah. Do you just have like do you just have like wind on the trees or like raindrops falling on the the um leaves of something like like a pond? What is your alarm clock? Um I don't have my phone on me right now, but it's 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 a gentle I can't even tell you what it is to be honest with you. It's it's some iPhone chime. Huh. But it's not you know how some people use the alarm? It's like er, er, er. Yeah. Like, no. I yeah. that is can't do that. Yeah. No, I, I have rock music pretty much. Like I need I need it to wake up. And I set like six alarms. So Mrs. Black would be a plus for me. Also, I would really try and get to know her as a person. Can you? <laughs> I mean, well, portraits aren't, you know, the whole person. They're just sort of imprints. But yeah, I don't know. Has anybody just tried talking it out with her? Like seriously. She Is that a pun? Talking it out? <laughs> you would think you somebody... You said seriously. Oh, seriously. You, <laughs> you would think somebody tried and it just didn't go well. Well, she, well, she, she wasn't... They, there was nothing they could do because they were housing mudbloods and traitors and all that stuff. But if you're pure blood and you move in, she'll probably be nice to you, right? Like, I... I get because she's well. You got to get in with creature. If you get in with creature, I'll then put in a good word. You're good with Mrs. Black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so Grimmauld Place definitely interesting, and that's in you know that's in London, um, not Central London, which we'll be getting to uh, next. But uh, but it's in London. Yeah, could be worse. Here, so what is, is next? Uh, a room at the Leaky Cauldron. Eh. Huh? What, give me the upsides and downsides. Okay, okay, okay. So the whole thing is this is this is like the most canon of all is that you can just rent a room at the Leaky Cauldron. This is actually where Neville Longbottom and Hannah Abbott live for I think uh, J.K. Rowling says three years while Neville is teaching and Hannah, who formerly had a different profession, I'm forgetting if she was a seamstress or um, a translator or something, is going to school to uh, become something different. Eventually, Neville and Hannah get a house in the country and they settle down. But for years, they're living in one of the rooms at the Leaky Cauldron. So this is, uh, an, it's an inn. Obviously, we know the Leaky Cauldron. Uh, it's a great uh, place for fine dining, or not fine dining, <laughs> just dining, uh, in very, very, very heart of of london and the entrance as well to diagon alley so you got here's here i'm selling you on it andrew prime shopping uh prime uh food and eatery um ton of people watching uh you're also central steps from uh london itself the heart of london steps mere mere steps right it's 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 a walk-up it's it's just a walk-up from from literally everything that's cool about uh, modern cities, both wizarding and muggle. Um, and, you know, honestly, it's probably pretty cheap because it's not, I mean, I don't think they have like a, a suite. The rooms that we see in the movies or that Harry gets are just, you know, your one-off so, yeah, double bed kind of uh But isn't it a kind of a hotel? And I miss, I, I yeah. I know you said Neville and Hannah stayed there for three years, but don't most people just stay there for a night? So isn't it more of a hotel? Uh, yeah, I mean, I assume it's like a hotel with residences, like you see in like lots of tall buildings and things. Um, I mean, I'm sure they weren't paying like a nightly rate for to live there for three years, but it's mm-hmm. possible there are apartments. I do think that there's still like room service and turn down service and all this other stuff if you want it. But yeah, like they like they made it work where they live in a room above the Leaky Cauldron, according so, to J.K. Yeah. Rowling. I am somebody who likes living in a central 
location that is steps from from bars and shops and restaurants and and things other things to do. So um, I would stay here purely for the location alone. See, in DC, those are all code words for really, really expensive. Right. <laughs> really. Yeah. So I feel I feel like there's no way that it could possibly be cheap. Um, being like right in the middle of London and kind of steps from everything you would ever want to do. I mean, maybe maybe it's just you get a good deal because it's kind of a small smaller establishment but i feel like it would be super expensive that's so weird like i almost feel the opposite like i feel like because i because i think as a um an in at the crossroads sort of thing where everybody is staying there while getting school supplies the cost is low because wait isn't it no the higher demand is the higher cost is okay but but maybe they're keeping it accessible to hogwarts students who you know, have to at least at least during the uh, school month, the, the preschool sort of early, um, early to mid to late August into September might have cheaper rates. I don't know. I just feel like it's wizards. Also, I struggle to think that wizards are as capitalist as as muggles. I just don't believe it. Like, well, with um, Hogwarts free, you would you would hope that could yeah, be a trend elsewhere in the wizarding stuff world. Stuff at like really good quality education. The only one there is Hogwarts is free. So, Neva, yeah. I agree with you. I, I this is why I left LA because it was too expensive <laughs> to live in good locations. I know DC is very expensive too, and of course, New York City is, and Chicago is yeah. pretty expensive. I mean, I just moved. I just I picked a place because it's in an amazing location, basically right off Lake Michigan, mm-hmm. and um, it, it was a little pricier than places more inland, if you will, like say where the neighborhood Eric lives in. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted that location because I really wanted to uh, enjoy the best of what Chicago has like, to offer. Are you also like I, I? I choose places based solely on the kitchen. That is important. <laughs> that is important. Do you do do you need granite countertops? One hundred percent. And see, the other thing about the leaky cauldron is it's a little. There's no kitchen, or at least right. at least whenever Harry was staying there. Um, over the summer after Ron and his family were in Egypt, I didn't see or the, I feel like there weren't any kitchen because it's just, it's just like a kind of a studio in a hotel. Well, you get the kitchen at the uh, the hotel as a kitchen like the the inn has the that is that is true. <laughs> yeah. So you just you have all your meals downstairs. You know, I feel like this is more of a common thing in Europe and please European listeners back me up. But the, the where you have like a central dining area with with lodgers going off to their individual rooms but it's very much like a small inn sort of feel um i'm thinking of some somehow ireland comes to mind but you know a lot of these b&b's where the rooms are separate and private and isolated but you go downstairs for your common areas like to take your 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 meals and coffee and this I, I, it's a communal experience i think it's it's sort of it's like a mm-hmm. it's like a hostel yeah like a hostel yeah yeah, very much more like and, and but hostels are dirt cheap by by yep. design, by design. So I kind of think of it as as a hostel. All right, let's move on to the next one. Okay, this is sort of pretty cool. Um Godric's Hollow. Now, this is I think an integrated village. Overrated. Um <laughs> isn't it? So there's wizards and muggles in Godric's Hollow. Yeah, because you've got the statues, they kind of convert whenever you're a muggle looking at it. They say different things than whenever you're a wizard. Is that, am I remembering that correctly? That's crazy. I forgot about that, but I also believe it 100%. 
Uh, I'm yeah. looking it up. Well, well yeah, and- like the the monument to um, like this is where the Potters died. That's kind of the example I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah, and it's, well, and also if you just see it, it's clearly in like a regular English town. Yeah, it's not um, like swamped in magic like a Hogsmeade is. So here's actually so here's the blurb straight from the Harry Potter wiki. Godric's Hollow is a village in the West Country of England. It is a small community which centers on a village square with only a church, a post office, a pub, and a few retail shops. The residential streets are lined with quaint cottages and an area called Church Lane that leads up to the church. And it Godric's says, ho- "Yeah, Godric's Hollow is one of the major sets in place at the Harry Potter Studio Tour. That is it? You can see. Yeah, it's uh, it's in the middle." And it's outside, next to Privet Drive. It's pretty cool. You can take a picture right out front of it, and I'm trying to remember. Like that, I'm trying to remember that if that new? was there. I'm not sure if it's. Yeah, I I don't. Know. I went. I went. I went four years ago, and I don't remember it. I feel like I would okay. definitely remember it. I was well, in yeah. 2015. I remember they had the house where the Potters died. Well, wait. I'm not talking about the whole a whole oh village whole Godric's Hollow. I'm just yeah. talking about one house. Um, oh yeah. It's it's the one. It's it's Harry Harry Potter's old house, Harry's parents' house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I got a picture outside knocking on the door or something. Um, but it's right in the middle and that so there's two big wings of the studio tour and there's kind of a break in the middle. The courtyard. You're right, yeah. the courtyard. That's exactly. Yeah. So and uh so it says it says here, Godric's Hollow has been inhabited by a number of notable wizarding families. The Dumbledore family and Bethilda Bagshot both resided in the village. Um and it's where Harry Potter and his parents lived when he was a baby. Um, before they died. And uh, according to History of Magic, the graveyard is rumored to be haunted. So uh, if you... <laughs> Wait, why is this? At any point, it is forbidden to park in Godric's Hollow between 1st of May to 30th September. Now, they're, now we're talking about zoning permits. This is sort of like Oak Park, where I used to live in Chicago. Is this for real, though? I think that somebody just added that to the week. Again, and again. Street the Harry... sweeping will occur every second Thursday yeah, of the yeah, month. Yeah. Again, the Harry Potter wiki is not a... They do not... Well, you're that. reading from it. I you're, know, you're... I know. I hate myself a little bit more every time I read from the Harry Potter wiki. But okay, but let's yeah. so let's talk about living here or not. I I would not live in Bethilda Backshot's house. That's a no. that's a big no no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, messy. Why? Well, it's like living in Grandma's house. Yeah, it's but really, with all the Grandma's it, things still in it, and it probably reeks of perfume from over the years. Yeah, and it's Bethilda not like an antique shop. Right, right. You know, she's a little crazy. Though if you get to inherit Plastic it, on the furniture. Right. <laughs> There's a creepy nursery upstairs. You know, you just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Harry's guess... parents' house, it looked, at least from what I remember from the movies, it looks clean and modern. I don't know if there was a granite kitchen, but... Uh, Grimald places a security system also uh, at Harry's parents' house, the Fidelius Charm. Um, for your, Does... For your, yeah. Does does a murder occurring in their house bring the value of the home down? Definitely, by yeah. By the Dark Lord himself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> also, there's no more top floor anymore. It's just the whole the whole top floor is just busted open, and it's cursed off, so you can't grow it back. A repair. Well, then I feel like I feel like you should get um, a discount on the Malfoy Manor as well because the Muggle Studies teacher was murdered there too. Yeah, but no, oh, they, yeah. they hush that up. Nobody knows about that. <laughs> Okay, fair. <laughs> Maybe um, the Ministry of Magic should buy it and just turn it into a tourist attraction. Yeah, or it's, you it's know one how of those like, national, 
monuments, like a national, right. like a commemorative. Right. Yeah. The government owns Harry's parents' house now because it's, uh, yeah, they just, it's. I'm thinking about some of these places in terms of proximity to work, but I realize they don't really have to worry too much about getting to work, right? I mean, they just need a fireplace. Oh, yeah. Apparator. They could use the flu network. They could fly, I guess, if they really wanted to. So. so maybe that would be a reason why living in kind of the central city wouldn't be that expensive because typically in big cities you pay because you have to literally mm. get to work and commute. So maybe that's a reason why it wouldn't be terribly expensive. I love it. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yes, it's definitely an integrated village with muggles and wizards alongside each other. Unfortunately, that's how it has its downsides. That's how Ariana Dumbledore is able, or muggle boys are able to come across her doing magic. Um, which but this Arthur is, would love this place, though. Arthur? Yeah, Arthur Weasley. He would love Godric's Hollow. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, he'd be, he, he loves muggles. He'd be, he'd be people watching 24 hours a day. Um, Molly would never see him again. Because he'd just be hanging out with the Muggle neighbors, um, yeah. It's 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 quaint. It's quiet. We've only seen it in winter time, so hard to say if it gets nice in the summer, you know. Um, but it's in the West Country, all of England. You know, it's super funny because all these locations are in England, and England is not like a hot summer, you know, sunshiny, warm climate. It is mostly rainy and foggy and mist. Just hangs in the air everywhere. I'm overgeneralizing, but England is not a paradise. England is not a tra- – none of these places are set in a tropical climate. Hogwarts, north of Scotland, is about as cold and chilly as you'll find anywhere else. Um, but you can bewitch the ceilings and make it feel sunny and warm. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. Which they you, should do. I don't think yeah. that was ever brought up. Dumbledore decided everybody needed to feel like it was summer, so he no, bewitched yeah. the ceiling. Hermione uses blue blue flames to keep warm, I think, in the winter. Um, Everybody, please do. wear suntan lotion into the Great Hall today. <laughs> I'm going to make it sunny. I will be topless. I'm working on my tan before I go to Fire Island. It's to hang out with all the gays. Yeah. Yeah. No, they should have had Hawaiian Thursdays at uh, at Hogwarts. I, I completely agree. Hawaiian Thursdays. Yeah, I agree. Luau Tuesdays, maybe? I don't know. All right, let's we'll, move along here. We'll workshop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many okay, more locations. So, yeah, we're getting uh, – uh, we have a couple more locations to go. Let's actually – next we're going to go from Godric's Hollow, which is sort of very, very nice, um, to Spinner's End. We're actually going to – I'm just going to rearrange these two here. Um, Spinner's End is where Snape lives, and my impression is that it's uh, completely in the muggle world. Um, so the whole thing is your if you're a person who prefers isolation, um, such as Snape – who actually lives in Spinner's End, this is a home for you. You know, you either are are paying a low price. It just seems like your average, um, you know, suburban kind of off, out, out, off the beaten path type little village uh, of which there are thousands. And you're, so you're either paying not very much or you're bewitching the um, muggle owner <laughs> to live there. Um, but it's secluded. It's very much not – there's there's nobody around. There's you know maybe a couple neighbors, but you're never really going to see them. Um, so, you, so you mentioned here that Snape was there, and that yeah. makes sense. If, if, yeah. if it was very secluded, it seems like a good place to uh, for Snape to live. 
Yeah, it's perfect for Snape. Like, he makes it his own. And look, depending on your personality type, not everybody likes people around all the time. You know, and if you're, if you're, and not everybody likes being in a city. And I think it's, it's, it's quiet. But Snape's choice was to live again in isolation, like from his fellow wizards. He's not in Godric's Hollow where there's going to be all these other wizards or maybe even fellow teachers at Hogwarts. We don't really know where they live in the off months um, either. But I bet it's you know it it's probably not in Muggle cities or cottages. But Snape was very much independent and did not require the company of others, so he moved to the Muggle world to live. Dumbledore goes to Fire Island. It's a gay town. <laughs> don't you mean don't you mean Pleasure Island at Disney or what was it? Um, <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist. They took it down. It used Treasure to be just bars, Island. not Pleasure Island. No, Pleasure Island Disney, is legitimately whatever. A, a no, thing. yeah, it was called Pleasure that Island. That did exist. Yeah, yeah. Pinoc- that was a oh, thing. Did it? Yeah, from Pinocchio. Sorry, bad. From Pinocchio, it's called Pleasure Island. That was the reason, wasn't it? Just clubs and stuff. It was club, but I'm pretty sure Pleasure Island is the name of what they all where all the bad boys go to in uh, Pinocchio. Um, some Disney okay. history there, old school Disney history. <laughs> yeah, so Spinner's End. I don't know what any. I mean, Spinner's End would be as close as you could possibly get to, to just a house in the Muggle world. Really, like any house that we actually live in is probably closest to Spinner's End, unless you know we live in the city now, so it's like closer to Diagon Alley or something. But so is it? Is it in the? Is it in the Burbs? I feel well. I'm gonna look it up. So I, yeah. yeah, I'm looking on Pottermore to get some visuals. They have a um, they have one photo. I can't. This looks like it probably was concept art. It's very crowded, actually. This the streets are uh, the homes are on top of each other. All the homes look the same. Oh, it's in Cokeworth, England, Great Britain. Uh, it appears to have been in Harry Potter Magical Places, the book as well. So okay. yeah, it's, I just dreary. Yeah. I can still see why Snape would 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 like this place because it's dreary and plain. Maybe not as secluded as we thought, uh, but maybe the town itself is just packed. And then once you get outside of it, it looks. It almost looks like the concept art. It, there's like these tall factory pipes on the edges of town with smoke kind of rising from them. Yeah, like, yeah I remember seeing those in the movie. There's a uh, okay. th- there's a textile mill. Uh, in town, actually. Uh, the spinner in the street name likely refers to the involvement of the local inhabitants in textile production, most likely cotton or wool spinning. So there's some garment factories, uh, basically. Um, but there's deserted... Right. It it's, says deserted... So it's industrial. It's industrial. Yeah, it's yeah. not very interesting. It's perfect for Snape. It's a perfect hideout area. But I don't think it would make the top of any of our lists. I'm just going out on a limit. It's a hard yeah. pass. Yeah, yeah, hard yeah, pass hard on pass this one. Uh, the other thing from the wiki is it says, deserted brick houses and broken street lamps near a dirty river and an abandoned mill with a tall chimney. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's okay. Pass. Beautiful, beautiful imagery. <laughs> yeah, it was probably a good price, but uh, we wouldn't want to live there. Um, so let's move on to Hogsmeade. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, the exclusive wizarding village in in Britain. It's Hogsmeade. Now it's close to Hogwarts, which is awesome. It is an all wizard village, so it's exclusive. Feels like a cool club when you're living there. And uh, also has all the dining and shops that you could possibly want. I mean, there's a great joke shop, from what I hear. Uh, there's the three broomsticks when you need a pick me up, you need a butterbeer or a fire whiskey. Um, you and, know, it's. it's and this cool. one, we obviously uh-huh. have the best, 
idea of because many of us have been to the Wizarding World theme parks. Yes. So we we really have a total understanding of what living there <laughs> could be like, at least if you're enjoying street level. Mm-hmm. Neva, did you have you been to one of the parks? Yes, uh, in Orlando, it was awesome. Great. Cool. Did you go pre or post Diagon Alley opening? Um, we went post Diagon Alley opening, and it was funny because I was there with um my best friend who we've been reading Harry Potter together since we were kids. So we walked in holding hands. It was Mm. epically, epically nerdy. Oh, you do that thing where you like close your eyes and then like turn the corner and then just open. (laughs) That's adorable. We we might have cried. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. A lot of people, it's really nice seeing people go for the first time. They really do exactly that. They cry. Mm -hmm. Micah cried. We haven't, we never spoke about that, but Micah did cry. Was it caught on video? Mm Mm-hmm. No, no video. He no. he slapped the camera out of my out of my hand when he saw me doing that. <laughs> Drew broke his phone. Smack. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, Hogsmeade. I would probably live here. I do find Hogsmeade to be a lot of fun. Um, I do enjoy the beer selection and the butter beer. I don't enjoy the prices for getting a cloak. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna go to Spinner's End where I hear they're cheaper. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I I will say like definitely. Um... This would be the expensive village. Like this would be the higher end village in 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 the Wizarding World because of its exclusivity. Um, and you know these are well made cottages and and you know two story buildings that I think are probably. I mean, if there's going to be a pricey living place, it's either Godric's Hollow or Hogsmeade. And I think Hogsmeade was probably more well known and more trafficked, so it would probably be a bit pricey. And as a downside, once a month, those darn students, those causing a ruckus, uh, come over from Hogwarts on their Hogsmeade weekend. And uh, I don't know. If you don't like kids, you should probably – if you don't like school children. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. It, it, it might not be – you know, once a month, it's just flooded by all the students from up at the school. But that yeah, would also be a big plus. Hold up. Yeah. If you're if you're a store owner though, if your business is there, you probably that's a really good mind. point. If you have a commercial business license and your your residence and your shop is in Hogsmeade, you want that business once a month. You live for it. Well, yeah, but it's like I'm trying to compare it to something here in the Muggle world. It's like maybe going to the mall and it's summer, so you know a bunch of kids are going to be there, or it's like after three p.m., so you know the kids will be there. Like it's no good. You don't want I I'm personally somebody like this. I don't I don't need all these kids around like because they're like annoying. The, the nearest equivalent I feel like would be like a like a college town. So like living at oh, like a Big Ten university. Like, yeah, so so you always have kind of the um the older kids going out and like you said kind of flooding all of the stores. So I feel like it would just not be <laughs> it would not be for me. Yeah, nobody wants to live in a college town. But when we think of Hogsmeade, the immediate reaction is oh hell yeah, right? But then when you think of it as like under the context of a uh, college town, no. Yeah, because you're usually thinking about it as someone who's reading the books and you're like, yes, this seems like the best place ever because you have Honeydukes and, you know, all of these really cool stores. And I mean, if you're seeing it only once a month, then it has novelty. But I feel like living there would be a little, <laughs> a little much. I, I love the quality of our discuss- <laughs> discussions that's happening right now. Well, it um, reminds me, it's also very touristy, like... I'm thinking of I know somebody know somebody who used to live right on the Santa Monica Third Street Promenade. It's like an outdoor mall. There's shops. It's right on the beach. The places to eat and drink, and it's it's a beautiful location. But it's filled with tourists all the time, 
And if you live right above it, you constantly have this street noise of people walking around. So I actually, I would probably not want to live in Hogsmeade unless I had like soundproof windows and maybe my windows were looking towards Hogwarts, not mm. over the uh, walkways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, and then finally, the last place we're going to discuss is Hogwarts itself. Um, I feel as though to live here, you would need to be a teacher, or you would need to tell Dumbledore like a sob story, um, or not Dumbledore <laughs> anymore. But like, you know, you'd have to you'd have to be friends with the headmaster. I don't even think I don't even think McGonagall or Dumbledore really live there over over the summer holidays. It's it's staff i went to fire island didn't i say that earlier (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i remember voldemort somewhere in the books young tom riddle had asked to stay over the summer holidays because he didn't want to go back to the orphanage and dumbledore fed him some bs about needing to go back um and how it unfortunately is impossible tom um because maybe he wanted to strengthen tom's connection to the muggle world which he wanted nothing to do with who knows um but yeah i think well, obviously the uh, the house elves go on vacation over the summer and you can't get you can't <laughs> eat there over the summer. <laughs> you will starve to death in that castle <laughs> if what you do the house Sorry, elves do where yeah. do they go now the house elves are probably there a hundred percent of the time mm-hmm. um working a hundred percent they're making the more house elves in the summer yeah yeah Poor but elves. Oh, God. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, but in order to do that, you need to be a student. So, again, nobody really lives there full-time. It's a boarding school, um, but it's got off-off seasons, um, and... Well, nobody lives there yet, but coming soon to Universal Orlando, Hogwarts Hotel. Don't pull at my heart like that, Andrew. Don't make it's that up. It's gonna happen. No, you know they're gonna do it because of the, um, Star Wars the, the, the Star Wars Hotel at Disney yep. World. And I and I think um, Universal was like passing out surveys that said, would you would you stay at the Star Wars Hotel on Disney property? And you know they're doing it because they're gonna make an equivalent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's totally it's, gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I think if anything's gonna delay this process, it's gonna be like getting everything approved by team jk rowling because Mm -hmm. that has to happen and and if you're gonna if you're gonna immerse people within hogwarts to the point where they're actually staying overnight there there's gonna be a lot of details that are gonna have to be worked out yeah yeah it would have to be like a boutique hotel you can't have a bunch like a ton of people it's gonna be expensive so Uh, you want it to be a really immersive experience so i think we've i think we've actually ruled out hogwarts as a place where we could live right because we're not students we're not teachers well until I mean, it opens ghost. at Universal Orlando. Oh, ghost. Yes, right. Okay, yeah. Well, I'll spend my afterlife there. How about that? I was say if you die and you want to relive your glory years. Groundskeeper. That's an option. Oh, yeah. You would have to be there, right? Yeah, but... Caretaker. The, yeah, but... Well, well Filch uh, had his work cut out for him, scrubbing all the muddy floors because students... Hey, look. Yeah. If you want to stay... Damn kids. These are the options. Yeah, so. but th- these are also very limited positions. Like, there's only one keeper of keys at Hogwarts. Yeah. There's only one filch. Yeah, that, that's fair. Uh, and I know that there there were a couple of other options that we listed there as well, but I thought maybe we could read uh, some of the yeah. answers we got from our listeners because they do actually touch on some of them. Yeah. So uh, we did ask on Twitter the same question that uh, we've been discussing here for quite a bit, uh, which is where would you want to live in the wizarding world? Uh, Aaliyah wrote in to say the borough, of course, (laughs) Nolan, 
I imagine there's probably a lot of overpriced lofts above the shops in Diagon Again, Alley. Yeah, overpriced, huh? I never thought of it. I never. Th- it makes <laughs> sense, but I never thought of it. Amy says, Hogsmeade. I would love to be able to visit the Three Broomsticks often, and it's such a cute little village. Oh. Mm. Tina Marshman says, Shell Cottage, because water. Oh, I forgot about Shell Cottage. Uh, there's your beach. Yeah. There's your beach. I'm a beachy guy. I would yeah. live there, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Being Peter so close Hill. to where Dobby died, that would that would be rough. Yeah. Just move him. Just move him. <laughs> no. Wow. Wow. Throw him in the water. Let the tide take him out. Wow. Oh I don't want God. you to move to Chicago anymore. You're a bad person. <laughs> I know. I'm terrible. Anyway, uh, Peter Clark says, the Shrieking Shack, because it would be the perfect place for some alone time. Plus, there's plenty of secret entrances to keep out intruders. What does Peter Clark mean by alone time? I don't know. Well, the way I, Micah I, said it. I took I think some liberty there. Something. Alone time. Uh, he didn't put little squiggly lines all around alone. Secret like entrances are cool. Uh, a, though, canonically they were all closed up. And B, you really don't want students just to walk into your house um, at any given time if they find the passageway. So I don't know. That's kind of a security breach hazard thing. And it's del- I'm sure you could put up some sort of security. It's dilapidated. You would need a complete overhaul. You need to to, to bulldoze it and rebuild. Um, otherwise, it's right. just a loft, just a dusty old vacant building. Megan says, Hogsmeade, definitely. I would love to live in Scotland, and winter there is beautiful, so I'd be happy during my favorite season. There you go. Um, Justin Sharkey, who is uh, on our show a couple weeks ago, right? Yep. Uh, says Godric's Hollow. The town has a rich history. It also benefits from being a wizard slash muggle community. So it's immune to the craziness of Diagon Alley or Hogsmeade. And being a wizard, you can get to Diagon Alley, Hogsmeade, etc. without much effort. It's true. That's true. Stephen Hauser also uh, says Hogsmeade. That way I'm a stone skip away from Hogwarts. <laughs> location, location, location. Becky gets real specific. Ravenclaw Tower because books. <laughs> yes. I was actually Neva. This is her tweet. <laughs> this is uh, my yeah. alter ego. <laughs> Becky, Becky with the good your hair. Alter ego. All right. Uh, Victor Chan says, I'd live in the room of requirement because I can make the place look like and have whatever I wanted. Plus, I'd be at Hogwarts. That's that's maybe the good loophole at living like living at Hogwarts is if you could convince the room of requirement to give you exactly the apartment you've always ever wanted and you'd be at Hogwarts and you could probably go outside to Hogsmeade using that secret passage that was invented in book seven. Mm-hmm. Evie says uh, Diagon Alley in a small attic flat near Flourish and Blots. Oh, that's that's getting specific again, like the book love, but not like the cheating that's Ravenclaw Tower. So I like that. In a small attic. All right. Yeah, that's also like a... Could hang with a ghoul. Go to the borough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, small attic. Uh, Jen from Portland. 12 Grimmauld Place. I love the city, and it has such potential with a little cleaning. Huh. Jen's uh, ready to put in the work Lynn. and scrub the floors and stuff. She's ready to do it. Mm-hmm. Kelly Lynn. Uh, Godric's Hollow, because the snow falls just perfectly throwback to an old muggle cast episode hmm. don't remember that but me neither we'll take your may word not have it. said it so uh and courtney o'keefe uh the borough 
I imagine it being cozy, armchairs, and baked goods all day, every day. Yeah. Well, that wraps that all up. Getting back to the first location. Okay, so if we had to pick one place then, what would it be? Gosh. You know, under other options here, Micah, I think, or was it you, Andrew, who put the the other places we didn't talk about are Azkaban, which we're not going <laughs> to choose to live at Azkaban. Uh, nobody chooses to live at Azkaban. Privet Drive, obviously, if you wanted a full muggle Harry Potter experience, um, that house is probably a museum. Or backpacking in a magical tent, which... Can I just say, I want to really actually consider that. Um, that was me. That's what I want to do. Dude, Diva, <laughs> like, that's actually really cool. <laughs> take your take your leap year after you graduate. See the world. <laughs> Have your I love magic moment. Yeah. And your tent, <laughs> your tent has, like, a full working uh, kitchen and toilet and bath. Everything you need. And um, you just pack it up when you're done and, and go down to some other location. Like... That's the really Harry, Hermione, and Ron were in book seven in the lap of luxury. They had it made, except that they were trying to be killed wherever they went. Yeah, <laughs> except that it was really not. Yeah. Um, so is that your final answer, or? Yeah, that was that was what I would pick. But if I had to pick like a a solid residence, I would definitely live in in Godric's Hollow. Mm. I'm going to go with Shell Cottage because I am a beachy person. I it does seem peaceful there. Good place to bury your dead house elf. So um, they believe that it's a peaceful area. Um, and yeah, you, you could, it, it may be far away from other locations, but I uh, hear it's got a good chimney. Yeah, world's, world's getting smaller. Uh, Micah, how about you? Probably just go with Hogsmeade. Yeah. I like the, uh, yeah, I like, I like the village. I like the people. I like the goats. Spoken like a true New Yorker. You can't have those goats. Those goats are claimed, Micah. Um, we'll set up a little pen at Shell Cottage. <laughs> bargain. You're going to make uh, Aberforth an offer he can't refuse? Um. So then I'm going to choose the room at the Leaky Cauldron, guys. If it's good enough for Neville, uh, who is almost the chosen one, it's good enough for me. Uh, and I, I love London. Like I would actually, if it weren't so pricey, I would move to London and live in London. I love being on the streets of London, looking left, looking right. And I would do that pretty much every day that I'm not looking left and right down Diagon Alley. So yeah. You can look left and right in a lot of places though. Uh, I don't know. Some places you look left, it's not too pretty. But here's the other problem with like a hogsmeade by the way it's that it's 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 not a huge area so housing is very limited and thus prices would probably be high for that reason you know the interesting thing though is that in any one of these places that we've designated as being like small you can always extend you know like the space if you I mean you can you can have like yeah because you can have like a suitcase or mr wheezy's car or um yeah any other like space is almost not an issue so again like bringing in the wizarding aspect would they price houses in the same way because you know you could always put a charm on it and the room is suddenly twice as big or you know wizarding things can be bigger on the inside true that same with the tent so i don't know very interesting though i'm really glad we had this conversation and uh welcome to chicago andrew (laughs) <laughs> thank you oh my god he's right behind me 
Um, yeah, good. That was a that was a fun discussion. If anybody has additional thoughts, feel free to tweet us, twitter.com slash mugglecast or Facebook, facebook.com slash mugglecast. And finally, well, not finally, mugglecast at gmail.com. And then we also have our voicemail line. I hear Dumbledore is calling in next episode. Hint, hint, From Michael. Fire Island? Oh. From Fire Island. And Southern Hagrid. Southern Hagrid. That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and then our, our voicemail number is 9203-MUGGLE. To wrap up today's episode, we're going to play Favorites. And in light of us being in Orlando later this week, we thought we'd do Favorite Theme Park Memory. Yeah. Let's start with you, Neva, since you won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite um, memory? Was it crying and holding hands while entering the theme park? That was my most embarrassing memory because I was there with <laughs> with a lot of non-Harry Potter fans or, or people that had read the books but weren't super obsessed like like me and my, my friend. But my favorite memory is not any of the rides. It wasn't like the butterbeer or anything like that. It was literally just standing in what you could almost believe was the true wizarding world and just seeing all of the little kind of textures and um, all of the shops. And I, I had been to the... Um, the studio tour, but being there was so cool and just seeing everything around you. So being in an, in an immersive wizarding environment was my favorite memory for sure. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. Um, my specific favorite memory. Um, first of all, I've met a few muggle cast listeners there and that's been a lot of fun running into people in the wizarding world. It's very appropriate, but also I last year at wizarding world, Los Angeles, I had a, cup of butterbeer and i was sitting on the back porch of uh of the three broomsticks overlooking hogwarts and i whipped out a plastic bottle of fireball and poured it into my butterbeer and as i was as i was pouring it pouring it i tweeted jk rowling and asked her if she wanted to join me for this special butterbeer cocktail so that really you know she blocked me after that but that was that was my favorite memory (laughs) and i was kicked out of the park and banned but other than that, favorite memory. So how are you getting back on Friday? Uh, well, that was Wizarding World Hollywood. I have yet to be oh, banned from Orlando. Oh, you're good in Orlando. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're fine. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Um, I would probably say uh, the first time that I saw the park, which was um, it was still under construction, and we had to wear hard hats uh, inside um, the park. And uh, it was for one of the website previews, uh, and we had to – go uh and sample the food and stuff so like certain parts of it like the inside of the three broomsticks were totally finished and 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 ready um but the actual rides and the alleyways and streets were still being painted and worked on and and stuff and it was really just such a unique experience um being able to do that in what is now you know i've been back seven or eight or nine times um but that first time just having to put on a hard hat was pretty funny for me uh i i think just that that image of someone who shall remain nameless in a drunken stupor on the side of Hogwarts <laughs> Castle. What? Who uh, was that? I don't think I've heard this. I I can't say that. On, say it on no. air. No, it's it's not appropriate. No. Um, but it was granted, Eric. It, Must have been it Eric. Happen. Well, it no, wasn't legit. Eric, no. Was not me. Have you not seen this uh, photo? No. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. No. Yeah, well. Uh, no, but seriously, I I think just I'm always impressed by just the level of detail and and not that the original park didn't have that but going into um diagon alley 
and seeing that for the first time, yeah, I was just, uh, I was really blown away. And, uh, I think it's really cool. Yeah. To, to go and experience it with other people who haven't been there for the first time, uh, is, is really cool just to kind of see how they react and, and just enjoy themselves. So yeah, that's my answer. All right. Very good. Well, yeah. like we said, we will be there this Friday. That will be next week's episode of MuggleCast, by the way. It will be recorded. It'll be a little different. It'll be shorter than a traditional episode, but it'll be fun. Yeah. And... Yeah. Live from the Wizarding World theme park. Um, I'll tell you what, if you are listening to this podcast and you are going to be at MuggleNet Live, make yourself known, tweet at us, and um, we, we'll organize some kind of MuggleCast-specific meetup, and we may have surprises for all of our listeners who are there in person. Um, so that's something we to, do. To, yeah, I mean, oh, absolutely. We do. I have a bag or two of them in my uh, sunroom right now. Um, oh. Surprises. So we'll see. You know, all right. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Socks. He's Great. referring to socks. Socks. His old socks. One can never have yes, enough socks. socks. They're, they may or may not be worn. <laughs> yes. Pre-worn, sorry. <laughs> we would love your support over on patreon.com slash MuggleCast. You get to listen to us record live. We do bonus content. We uh, are bringing back signed album art, which we will also be working on while we're all together in Orlando later this week, yes. signing more of those to get those out to new patrons. You can be like Neva um, coming on a live episode of the show. There are lots of benefits over at patreon.com slash MuggleCast. So we really appreciate your support. It's keeping this show going with more episodes than ever or since we stopped doing weekly many years ago. Yeah. Speaking of Southern Hagrid, Prisoner of Azkaban has begun over on our Patreon, which is super exciting. Cool. Neva, thanks for joining us. Hope you had a good time. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Keep an eye out for her health and fitness podcast come October. <laughs> if you need any help with it, let us know. Absolutely. We've been around the block <laughs> with podcasts. So I'd, I'd be have happy a few to... questions. <laughs> cool. Yeah, hit me up. Be happy to help. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. Uh, Micah. And I'm Neva. Goodbye. We'll see you in Orlando. Bye. <laughs>